Tat. Hello, my name's John. I'm a compulsive overeater. Men and women drink essentially because they like the effect produced by alcohol. The sensation is so elusive that while they admit it is injurious, they cannot, after a time, differentiate the true from the false. To them, their alcoholic life seems the only normal one. They are restless, irritable and discontented. Unless they can again experience the sense of ease and comfort, which comes at once by taking a few drinks. Drinks, which they see others taking with impunity. After they have succumbed to the desire again, as so many do, the phenomenon of craving develops. They pass through the well-known stages of the spree, emerging ever remorseful with a firm resolution not to drink again. This is repeated over and over. And unless this person can experience an entire psychic change, there is very little hope of his recovery. On the other hand, and strange as this may seem to those who do not understand, once a psychic change has occurred, the very same person who seemed doomed, who had so many problems, he despaired of ever solving them, suddenly finds himself easily able to control his desire for alcohol. The only effort necessary being that required to follow a few simple rules. Men have cried out to me in sincere and despairing appeal. Doctor, I cannot go on like this. I have everything to live for. I must stop, but I cannot. You must help me. Faced with this problem, if a doctor is honest with himself, he must sometimes feel his own inadequacy. Although he gives all that is in him, it is often not enough. One feels that something more than human power is needed to produce the essential psychic change. Though the aggregate of recoveries resulting from, psychi psychiatric, from psychiatric effort is considerable, we physicians must admit we have made little impression upon the problem as a whole. Many types do not respond to the ordinary psychological approach. Thank you very much, John. Okay, I'd like to introduce our speaker now. Our speaker today is Marie from Florida, and I'm very excited to hear what she has to say about these pages and about these paragraphs. And uh, Marie, take it away. Thank you, Maria. I appreciate it. And thank you. Uh, <clears throat> thank you, Kim, for asking me to share this morning. My name is Marie B. I'm a recovered compulsive eater and I am in Jacksonville, Florida, which is North Florida, if you're not familiar with it, which means we don't have all the palm trees and stuff, but we do have the heat and humidity. So, you know, we get, we got it good. Uh, anyway, I'm very uh, happy to be here this morning. Um, and uh, it's amazing that, uh, you know, you can be studying this stuff for a long time and then you ask to talk about it. And it's like everything you've ever learned goes right out of your head. So uh, anyway, um, but I am very happy to be here. So, these, uh, you know, these paragraphs are like um, uh, made for me this morning. I uh, just wanted to give you a little bit of background uh, on myself. So. I was introduced to O-Readers Anonymous in 1978 in Pensacola, Florida, and started attending meetings, which were much different then than they are now, uh, at least the ones I'm going to 
for sure. Um, and uh, as I like to say, I promptly got entirely abstinent on October 31st of uh, 2020. So um, I was, uh, I thought I had been abstinent for a very long time uh, off and on, and uh, I will share that journey with you. But today I can sit here and tell you I'm entirely abstinent. I'm as healthy as I've ever been. Um, I, um, and I'm having to work my butt off more than I have ever had to do it in this in recovery. And that was my problem. Uh, I didn't think I had to do that. So let me share that with you, that journey. So I'm also wanted to share with you that my background, my background is uh, I come from a bicultural family. So my mother um, was uh, from Zamboanga in the Philippine Islands. My father is from Lexington, Kentucky. So he used to call us his United Nations kids. Growing up, um, I was uh, started being a compulsive eater. Uh, I, I can trace it back to like seven. And uh, where food started, I thought being the solution when I felt uncomfortable because I didn't look like everybody else. My dad was in the military, in the Air Force. Um, the places we were stationed um, did not have folks that looked, uh, a lot of folks that looked like me, um, with the, you know, kind of the slanty eyes and the, uh, um, well, that was probably the biggest giveaway. So, um, and, you know, I just wanted to be like everybody else. I wanted, and by everybody else, by the way, what that meant for me was blonde hair, blue eyes, tall, Blender. You know, that was my, and that was, that's like never going to happen. My hair right now is the closest I will ever get to blonde hair without, you know, some extra work. Um, so, uh, and so, but the times that I felt comfortable and when it didn't hurt so much or, or, or when I was eating and when we were living in Alaska, my mother found baking and that was, that was like nirvana for me, right? So, <clears throat> So that's how kind of how it all started for me and um, uh, being uncomfortable in my own skin. You know, I know today because of my makeup, I, it doesn't matter who I was born to. I would have been uncomfortable in my own skin. I, I was never, um, I am, I found out through recovery that I am a perfectionist wannabe. I, am, I don't do it, but I want to be it. And I keep thinking I should be it. And uh, I had a sponsor say that to me kind of. You know, where you just want to be perfect. So, um, in the first paragraph that we read today, it talks about um, we like the effect produced by alcohol. And that even though it's injurious, they can't, after a time, differentiate the true from the false. So, even while in OA, um, in my in the early years of OA, uh, the, all we had was the AA literature. So I started with the big book. A12 and 12, and as time went on, we got more pamphlets in our in our own literature. But I never got this. Um, I did not understand, and I didn't admit the depth and levels I needed to admit that um, that I was liking the effect. I just thought that was normal. I thought it was normal to go in the refrigerator and drink the chocolate milk out of the bottle. You know, I thought it was normal to 
even though if it wasn't normal, I just had to do it, right? I'd go and babysit and, and, um, and I would be very nervous, except when I was ingesting my, my substance. Um, and I could not differentiate the truth from the false. I thought other people were just better than me and that they had some secret. And that's the reason that I could not control it. I mean, you know, the shame of raiding your, you know, eating everything out of the freezer, which was my favorite portion of the refrigerator. Um, you know, I just thought, what is wrong with me? And that everybody else was, was better. Um, and that, but that to me seemed my normal life. I thought, I thought other people, you know, just had this, like I said, the secret. And I was restless, irritable, and discontent until I could again experience that sense of ease and comfort. Drinks which I saw others taking with impunity. Here, here's the deal with me. So, you know, I'm in, I'm trying every, even in OA, right? I thought my problem was the food plan. I could just find the perfect food plan. I could just find the perfect sponsor. I have tried every, I'm a chicken when it comes to the drugs and stuff, so I didn't do that. Um, but, um, but I certainly tried, you name the, uh, you name the food plan and I've tried it, even having nutritionists, etc. cetera. Um, and here's the other rub. I saw other people in OA, because um, we would go out to dinner occasionally or a lot, Right, I'd see them and I'd be seeing them eating these things and I'm going, how are they doing that? I should be able to do that too. You know, my life in OA was one of comparison. Uh, and, um, and so I would try it and I would end up binging my brains out. And this happened for 42 years, right? Over and over again. I'd get a little bit of time, I'd lose a little bit of weight. Um, and y'all, I was heavy into service. Um, and uh, even in, even until recently, uh, and I just I thought service was the answer. Oh, here was my other answer: joining other twelve-step programs was the answer to my compulsive eating. Right? So I'm like I I'm active in three twelve-step programs, but getting more active in those other programs, even though I have long-term recovery in them, not stop me from picking up my compulsive foods because I could not understand that where I was getting that sense of ease and comfort, right? So it says here that this is repeated over and over, and that's what happened to me for 42 years. And so now I'm going to share with you what happened when I stopped. I was so sick of bouncing around for all these decades, not being able to uh, put down the food for any period of time. I My weight had ballooned up 232 pounds. Um, my uh, cholesterol was starting to go through the roof. Uh, my uh, diabetes was starting to, it, friends in my family, flare up like crazy. Um, and more than that, inside my head was a mess. On the outside, I had a very successful career. Career many, I mean, just a wonderful career. So the insides were a mess. So here's what I did. I don't know if everybody needs to do it, but here's what I did. I said, I believe in the big book because by this time I had found some people who were heading into the big book. Um, and uh, I believe in that big book and I do. And what you read on the 10 step promises, that was not true for me. 
and I believe those promises. So if those promises weren't true, then I then I'm as an abstinent. And I finally had to just grab onto that. And so you know what I did? I said I either am or I am not. And for months, uh, I just ate what I wanted to eat and tried to control it through weighing and measuring. I think I got my first half cup of the freezer stuff, and that was, you know, and then I was going, and so I was going through half gallons at that point. So I here's how I ended up. I ended up in my uh, I ended up um, eating so much that I was terrified that I was going to die in my sleep. And that's after all these years in, in, in OA um, because of regurgitation. And that's just, you know, that is a kind of a gross thing, but that's part of my, my disease. So anyway, um, and I was so sickened, I finally had to hit get that desperation. So for me, there's the little D in desperation, which I had off and on. And then there was the big D in desperation, which is I'm going to die. I had to get to that point because um, I was tired. I was just so tired. So so that's what I got to. I had had two vision uh, people from a, a vision meeting that some of you are probably familiar with lead me through the steps that didn't get it. The last one, it wasn't the sponsor. She's wonderful and I still love talking to her today, but I will tell you it was that that I just followed what the big book said and I finally got it. All these things that it's saying in here, right? I can't eat with impunity and I had to get that entire psychic change and how I respond to life. So I realize now as looking back on that, just that long ago, that the psychic change for me is prior to this, for all these years and, and all my life, I was constantly thinking about how is this affecting me? How can I get over this? I was constantly in the problem. And I was also thinking about, well, if these people would change, I would be okay. I was always looking for ease and comfort in every phase of my life. Um, and what I realized now today is the psychic change is, um, you know, instead of saying, how can everybody make me comfortable? How can you serve me? It's how can I serve you, God and others? That's the psychic change. I, and I get chills just saying it because each day I believe it. I believe that that's important. And I never believed that before. So, um, and I can see today the freedom in it. Um, Controlling, it says, what we read this morning says, he finds himself easily able to control his desire for alcohol. You know what? That doesn't mean I don't have a desire occasionally to pick something up. But it lasts like this. And I do these few simple rules. I get into the steps. I call somebody else. I'll, um, I don't sit there and analyze the heck out of it and wonder which food plan I need to change to next. That was always my solution. That was not a psychic change. The psychic change is today, I have access to power that I didn't even realize existed. And I've always been um, pretty spiritual. I studied a lot of different religions. I'm active in my own, um, but I did not have access to that power until I got that desperation and work through those steps. 
Um, and so today I have a whole new way of, of dealing with life. And that is not to be thinking about me all the time. If I'm thinking about me all the time and I'm in that depression, which I would suffer from, you know what that tells me? That tells me <laughs> I am not having a good spiritual day. Not that I need a new food plan or I need a new sponsor or I need a new husband. That was my favorite, right? I've been married for 36 years, but he was getting rid of him was always the answer to my problems. Um, and, you know, I, I never did thank God, uh, but was in here all the time. So, but today I can control my desire uh, because God does that for me. I have those 10 step promises which I did not have before. Um, so, um, so, uh, in our last paragraph that we read today, I talked about, or they talked about, you know, if the doctor is honest with himself, he must sometimes feel his own inadequacy. Though he gives all that's in him, it's often not enough. I have to tell you, I know that's talking about the doctor and the humility of, of um, Dr. Silkworth. And by the way, I love AA history. Love the history of the big book. Um, if you ever want to see, if you ever wonder if this is miraculous, go read some of the some of the history. It's we should not be here. <laughs> I mean, a bunch of crazy nut jobs, drunks. We just should not be here. It had to be God. So you know, but when I look at this, and I look at my own inadequacy as well, because you know who my higher power was? It was me. <laughs> I was always thinking I was my own higher power because I'm always trying to figure it out. I had to I had to acknowledge my own inadequacy, just like Dr. Silkworth did his own inadequacy, reading, uh, treating these thousands and thousands of drunks uh, and having them go back out. And isn't that what I did? So you know, I had to find a real higher power, not not this false one that I had created. Um, so something more than human was really needed. Um, I have had much psychological approach. I have been so many therapists and I go to one today, by the way, because my, my step eight and nine uncovered some things uh, that I needed other outside help and which I get that outside help. Um, I also, I'll attend those other, uh, other uh, 12 step programs because they um, work, but they did not work. Stop my food addiction and my compulsive eating behaviors. Um, so I wanted to tell you uh, where I am today. So, where I am today is um, this time I was slowly from a physical getting, getting healthy wise um, within you know, 20 pounds of uh, what my doctor says is healthy, which I haven't been since I was in my 20s, probably. Um, I had high cholesterol, I, uh, and uh, I can't take some of the medications that people take. So the last time in, I went into my doctor, um, they looked at it, and I'm one, at 185. And that's all through abstinence and working the steps. And my doc says, how did you do that? <laughs> and I told her how I did that. Um, and she goes, you don't understand. We never see this without intense medication. We never see this. 
and I said, you do in this covering. <laughs> you can't see that here. I'm not saying about not to take it. I just can't do it. But I have found that God's given me the tools I need through this. Um, I am still married to this wonderful man sitting in the other room. Um, we have a relationship today that we have never had. Uh, and we're both in 12-step programs. Uh, but but we've never had one like this. You know why? Because he is not the solution to my problems either. Um, neither is the food. So, uh, you know, today, um, I don't know. I have so many blessings from this program and so much joy from just being around uh, today that I didn't even know existed for the 40-something years I was around before. It's not that I wasn't a happy camper, but entirely abstinent and working the steps as they were written. And, and the other thing, guys, is I did not know that staying in fit spiritual condition took this much work. I thought once you reach that fit spiritual condition and you felt good, it was time to party, which was do whatever I want. <laughs> that is not the way it works. I'm still having to do uh many of the things that I did in my intensive care time uh, earlier this year. So anyway, um, I'm getting to the end of my time, but um, I just wanted to say thank you so much for letting me share my, my journey with you. And I so look forward to hearing uh, what everyone else has to say about these sentences and these, these paragraphs. Thank you for letting me share.